It's a me, Mario. We're talking Super Mario Brothers. Hit it. It was 1985. Ronald Reagan began his second presidential term. Back to the Future was released. Ario Speedwagon couldn't fight this feeling, and Mario fought to rescue Princess Peach Toadstool from Bowser the King Koopa. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Joining me are two Totally Rad Christmas All-Stars. From the Advent Calendar House, it's Mike Westfall. Mike, how's it going? Hey, Paisados! <laughs> How are you? Doing well. How are you? You know, I'm I'm uh, ready to give Nick some of my stew and, and just kind of call it a night. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and from the uh, Christmas Clatter podcast, it's Todd Killian. Todd, what's happening, man? Hey, Bambinos! <laughs> <laughs> close enough yeah that, i'll take it i'll take it yeah. <laughs> what's going on guys oh i'm excited for this one yes <laughs> Happy i needed this merry cave christmas to you all <laughs> yes. yes so i've been wanting to do this one for two years and i've been kind of putting it off just because you know there are other things i wanted to get to and and some things that guests have requested but Today, we're talking Super Mario Brothers and everything Mario in general. And I love Mario. The games are amazing. They're so much fun. There's just, I mean, literally, he does everything and it's so cool. Um, but like, what's y'all's experience with uh, Mario? Like, what do you remember about Mario? I remember the very first Mario that came with the, the NES the most. And I remember thinking, Hey, the guy from Donkey Kong's in this game. What's, what, you know, what's that all about? <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty know, much. I, I didn't even know his name at the time. And, uh, and the thing I remember the most is I ended up getting the, the Nintendo as a birthday present in July. Me and my sister shared it as a birthday present. Our, our birthdays are only three days apart. Oh, wow. Three, three years and three days apart. She's older. Oh, than okay. I and, uh, so we got it as a, as a joint, you know, birthday present end up being mostly mine anyway over, <laughs> over the course of the years or so but uh i grew up in a one tv house so mm -hmm. i had to share the tv with the parents and then finally my, my dad who works at a tv station brought home this i tried to find a picture of it of this like 13 inch color tv but it had like two little five inch screens on the side of it as well that's that were that were black different. and white yeah and it took like no time before the 13 inch screen just kaput so i inputted mario into that little five inch black and white screen and sat there like this and, and played it the whole time in black and white you so. had a game boy before everyone else <laughs> yeah. but you couldn't take it anywhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's hardcore that's a hardcore yeah. gamer right there so. yeah <laughs> what about you mike 
Oh, uh, well, the NES was a gift for my dad, actually. He uh, And before that, we had a console called the Intellivision. It was made by Mattel. Uh, it could play yeah. ColecoVision games. There was a port of Donkey Kong on that. There was a port of Donkey Kong Jr. on that. And then a friend of my dad's got the Nintendo Entertainment System. He was like, I want a Nintendo. So we got one as a gift. We got Super Mario Brothers. And I'm a, like, my favorite game now is The Legend of Zelda. But when I was a kid, I was all in on Super Mario. I had Mario decals all along my bedroom wall that I shared with my brother. Uh, I had, like, I would eat Nintendo cereal system every morning, but I only liked the Mario side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. of course, when they uh, came out with that Super Mario Brothers Super Show, I remember, like, coming home from school and parking myself in front of the TV, waiting for episode one to start. I, I was hooked and I was all in. That's awesome. Uh, I actually, unfortunately, when the show came out, it was at the time when I was having to to take a bus to my mom's school because my mom was a teacher and then I had to stay at school until she was ready to leave. So uh, I missed a lot of these. I caught a few. And the thing I remember most about the show in particular was Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I only knew him from Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Oh, wow. That okay, was like yeah. that, that was like where I really know him from. And uh, I did listen to your show uh, about this episode, Mike, and he did appear in a live action sketch that's why um i think your guest was uh pope adam adam pope. adam adam pope yeah and uh and so that's why he remembered or that's why he read that credit so it is true he, he did appear on that okay. um yeah yeah but he did not voice his own character which is strange anyway i that's like where i knew captain lou from and so when i saw him as mario i was like hey it's the guy from hulk hogan so <laughs> <laughs> but the game itself i actually uh it's kind of similar to to yours mike um I, my friend had one it was awesome so i wanted one unfortunately my dad i uh, my, my aunt started a college fund for me <laughs> when i was young my dad took like some of the money out of it <laughs> and bought a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> bought a Nintendo for me. You know, it's okay. I student loans, whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's just a different sort of investment. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, Here we are talking about it almost forty years later. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have remembered a, a you know a, a college fund, but <laughs> but I remember Nintendo. Um, and yeah, it came with Mario and Duck Hunt. And uh, played Duck Hunt a bit. The dog got on my nerves. So I started playing Mario and and did everything I can to learn all about the warp pipes and everything. And uh, I was like all in on Mario after that. So you try to shoot that dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tried to shoot that dog. You can all do the, every time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time it uh, yep. didn't work. But I only like a couple of years ago learned that you could actually control that the second player could control the ducks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was something. But <laughs> let me ask you guys this, because uh, you know I, I played the the NES at a friend's house too before I got one. What was the first game that you ever played on the it NES? It was Super Mario Brothers. Mine was actually Zelda. Was it? Really? <laughs> yeah, my friend had Zelda, and uh, and it was awesome. I I was not very good at it, but yeah, I I played it, and that was the first game I played. The first game I saw was. Uh, my dad's friend's son, which is our first, both of our first experience with the NES, uh, had a game called Wizards and Warriors was the first one I saw. And he was like battling this cave full of bats. I do and remember that, that was game. one of the early games that we got too, because they had it. And so somewhere in my parents' house, hopefully, is a video 
Christmas morning, <laughs> I want to say 1989, uh, we had we got Wizards and Warriors, and we got the Nerf fencing swords. <laughs> oh, nice. So we're, there's a video of my brother and me Great like fencing each other with the Nerf fencing swords and just... <laughs> Letting that Wizards and Warriors title music play and then just hitting reset to let it play over and over. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think I actually have Wizards and Warriors downloaded as a ROM uh, oh, for nice. an emulator on my computer. <laughs> oh, I loved that game. <laughs> Man, so, so you went all in on the uh, sword and sorcery games. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig- Conan was another one that was fun. Um, Didn't have Conan. And uh, what was that? Was it called the Wizard? No, the Warlock? No, what was it called? You know, you know which one I'm talking about. I, uh, I, is it the Immortal? The Immortal. That's it. Yes, the Immortal. That was another one that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, although that one was also rather difficult because you know oh, we yeah. had the da- dodge and slash. I, as a kid, I, I couldn't, couldn't get, get the timing down. Yeah, I still can't. <laughs> It's not quite the uh, side scroller that Mario is. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mario. And, and I, what I like about Mario is that it's actually designed to kind of help you learn how to play the game just from level you know, one, one. So the very first world is yeah. they put everything that you could possibly face uh, with the exception, of course, of, of like any water, but um, a- anything that you could possibly face there so you can figure out the mechanics. And uh, I like games that do that because um, as much as I love Mega Man, and you can kind of figure out the mechanics there's i mean there is no first level so basically it's like just pick a guy <laughs> right. and go you know it's like just the circular loop of, of guys mm-hmm. you, you pick mm-hmm. so i like games where it's like okay this first level is a little bit easier you can kind of figure out oh this mushroom is different from the ones trying to kill me you know uh, this mushroom makes me big cool and uh you know just figure it out because um it's not like they had uh you know you couldn't go online and game spot what is it the, nope. any of those game spot or whatever and, and figure out <laughs> let me just read the faq on it you know <laughs> yeah and before uh we had gotten the subscription to nintendo power magazine which was like the holy grail of where you would learn all of these tips and tricks and they yeah. put right. maps in there before we had that my cousin had a subscription so he would print he would like xerox copy pages of the magazine so i we would he would bring over binders of that and i'd have copies of that and that's a good memory in itself these these black and white badly photocopied maps of of zelda dungeons (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) do you still have them no i uh i sold them all well i didn't sell them all. i think i gave them they're in a better home somewhere okay i'm not sure where but but someone took them (laughs) <laughs> gotcha but i think i recycled the uh, the maps themselves the the photocopied ones just like well i have the actual back issue now so i don't need these yeah it's true yeah so mario actually first appeared in 1981 in donkey kong like you mentioned yep. uh he was originally <laughs> well when they were designing donkey kong they wanted it to be a popeye game so he was yes. originally going to be Popeye, which uh, is crazy. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like what the world would be like if Popeye had been the main star of this rather than Donkey Kong? The only reason I can is because Nintendo eventually did get a, a Popeye license and they did make a Popeye game. Oh, was, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they did. And it was very similar to Donkey Kong. Um but at the same time, it was very different. So uh, Right, right. Wow. I completely forgot all about that. Yeah, because Pauline was going to be olive oil, 
and uh and then Bluto was gonna be the the I guess Donkey Kong's character. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Donkey Kong does look like Bluto now. <laughs> he does look a little bit like Bluto. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Got a tie. <laughs> yeah. So they were gonna call Mario Mr. Video, which is something uh that again, oh, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if his name if he would have taken off as much as he did if his name wasn't mm. Mario. Probably not. Uh, then they were going to call him Jumpman when they decided to add jumping to the game's mechanics. And right. again, that wasn't quite suitable. Eventually, they named him after uh, Mario Segale, who uh, <laughs> was like the landlord of their building. They owed some money, and so they worked a deal out with him. And so they named him after him. And that's how Mario got his name, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. <laughs> so so if Mario would have went with Jumpman, then what would Michael Jordan call his logo? <laughs> I don't know. Just air, I guess. Airman. <laughs> That's a different guy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then Capcom had some words with them. <laughs> yeah, Mario's history is is crazy. So after Donkey Kong, he came out with his own game, just Mario Brothers. This is where Luigi's introduced. And I don't know if you remember Mario Brothers, but it's basically there's like some crazy animals and creatures appearing in the sewers of New York. And so he and Luigi have to go clear it out because they're plumbers at this stage. And they were originally carpenter. Well, yeah. Mario was originally a carpenter in Donkey Kong. That's why he gets the hammer as one of his weapons. And um, all of a sudden he's a plumber now and he's trying to clear this. And apparently a few years ago, they decided that he had no official occupation. He just did whatever. And then a year later in 2018, they decided, no, that's not true. And uh, they reverted him back to, he is a plumber. He just happens to do these other things as well. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so just in case anyone's wondering, Mario is a plumber, but uh, he's also, I guess, a doctor and an archaeologist at some point. And uh, <laughs> he's worn a lot of hats and he's done a lot of jobs. Yes, he has. Just like Barbie. He's like Barbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Barbie from the... the the 1980s Barbie boy. Of video <laughs> the Barbie of video games. <laughs> Mario Millicent Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. Yeah. So, you know, when the movie came out and his name was Mario Mario, I was like, that's not his name. He has no last name. And I was all upset because, you know, Bob Hoskins was playing Mario Mario. Well, apparently it really is his name, Mario Mario, even though the original creator, um, was it uh, Shigeru Miyamoto just yes. like retconned that, said, no, that's not. That's not a, his last name. He has no last name. And then he changed his tune later on. Uh, they, it, they retconned and like gone back and re-retconned so many different things. You know, they need like a series Bible like uh, Legend of Zelda has. You know, it would make things so right. much easier. Just just, yeah. just tell us. But even then, there's a lot of retconning going on. Like, oh, these aren't Bowser's children. They're just Koopalings. <laughs> They're just Koopalings, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, no. Stop. <laughs> what what does a coupoline mean? You know, a, I don't I don't know. They had a manual that said these are Bowser's children. They did. Yep. I'm gonna say it's an alternate timeline. Sure. <laughs> it worked for Zelda. It worked yeah. for Zelda. Let's yep. let's just keep it going here. The theory that I like um is that they're a troop of actors and they're performing for us in each of these games, and you can see it in kind of the, <laughs> the background of Super Mario Brothers Three, how it opens with a curtain, and it does. some yeah. of some of those uh, wooden platforms are on kind of wires. So that's supposed to be oh, it, it's all a stage show. 
<laughs> so in real life uh, they're all best friends they they go and have a pint sure. after uh yeah. after the show yeah <laughs> let's go go-kart racing makes sense they do like to party yeah yeah <laughs> uh we just we finally broke down and got a switch and we've been playing a uh, mario party nice yeah. and uh it, the kids love it i mean this is like the first real i don't know uh, we had a you a, a wii that they were playing for a while, but uh, they really haven't. So this is like the first real video game experience and uh, they're, they're digging it quite a bit. And so we, we went ahead and we beat it. We got all the gems from, from Mario party. And now they, all they want to do is like unlock all the new characters. And yep. as soon as they unlock one, they're fighting over who's going to be one. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Mario parties are, uh, they're, they're pretty good. When I was in my uh, mid twenties before I had kids, me and the, uh, I was married and and our my best friend was married then they'd come over like during the week just to hang out and me and him would uh head up to a spare room in our house upstairs and play mario party till like 4 30 in the morning and then i'd like be at work at six <laughs> when you could do that in your 20s you know and we could do that and be just fine. <laughs> those and, are the uh, days we did that for right. weeks and uh it had such a blast doing that how are you all at uh, mario kart as long as I get Donkey Kong, I do okay. <laughs> I think I'm great at Mario Kart when I'm playing with friends, and then I get on online play, and everyone oh smokes me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I was never great at Mario Kart. Um, I think the best one, uh, the, the best Mario Kart was um, when I uh, on the one on the Wii. I think it was Mario Kart 8, I think it was. Maybe it was seven. I don't uh, recall. No, Might, that was no. just called Mario Kart Wii. Uh, oh, okay, maybe that one. I think that's, that's the one I was best number at. Number five or number six. And I had to buy like that little wheel. And uh, yeah, the wheel. <laughs> I had the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually okay with the wheel. It's like, oh, this is just like driving. But well, I was if, terrible with the wheel. If if you asked me to like to to use the cursor you know, or uh, uh, the control pad, I couldn't I couldn't do that. It was it was crazy. Yeah. I was so used to it, so I was better with the controller. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes because I never actually played Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Oh, uh, I played it like once on the N sixty four, and and then like that was it. So I hadn't played it again until the Wii. So I was trying to do it and I was, I was miserable. It was just awful. So finally I, d- I bought that. And I was like, okay, it's like I'm driving. I get this I'll tell now. You what, going back to that first one on Super Nintendo, it's the controls are so different compared to what the N64 one kind of refined yeah. as yeah. the Mario Kart yeah. control scheme. It's just, I, I can't get the hang of it going back yeah. to the first one, but 64, I'm pretty decent at still. Yeah. Nice. That, that's mine. The 64 is the one I, I'm the best at, not just, you know, but yeah, I never really played it on, on NES that much. Yeah. Um, My wife still has her old super Nintendo. So, um, nice. before the kids were born, we would like break it open and play a little, or when she was pregnant, you know, with our first, uh, we'd play a little bit and she's like, she kills me at Mario Kart. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so bad. Um, and and you know, she has like no mercy. You know, as soon as you start playing games with friends, or you know, you're just like ruthless. And so yeah, she doesn't mind red shelling me, uh <laughs> anything, you know, it, it's like whatever, anything goes. So I usually end up like last place. <laughs> but 
But on the Wii, I was actually pretty good. I was like first go. or second. So yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I kind of I kind of skipped the Super Nintendo. I played it some, a lot of basketball, but I kind of was into the Sega Genesis at that time. Yeah, okay. that's and what I, I had too. It yeah. was kind of an either or situation at my house. I couldn't have both. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I was a Super Nintendo kid. So I played a lot of Mario Kart, played a lot of Super Mario World. Uh, played Super Mario All-Stars, which was the one that combined all the NES ones and kind of gave them more souped-up graphics. And then nice. they brought over what they called the Lost Levels, which in oh, Japan, yeah. they yeah. made a more direct sequel, Super Mario Brothers 2, that was basically just the first game, but they added some things like poison mushrooms and right. it was a lot harder. So Nintendo Power had this contest where, okay, if you get through all eight worlds in these lost levels without using warp zones, you would get to world nine. So they had a world nine challenge. If you get through this and you take your picture and you send it in, we'll send you a patch. Oh, and I forgot to take it out. It's in my closet, but I still have the patch. Nice. So you did it. That's cool. I did it. And, uh, and I still have the patch to prove it. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome i uh i just, i was the same as you todd it was either you can have a, a super nintendo or you can have a genesis and um there were rumors that uh, mortal Kombat was going to be released uh, with blood uh and the full fatalities on genesis <laughs> so i i went with genesis instead and, and of course yeah. they did and it was awesome <laughs> of course the graphics for the super nintendo were better but you know i mean <laughs> it it did take them a while before they they finally figured it out and then they figured it out and it was like wow okay well i wish i'd gotten that instead but my best friend that i I mentioned had the flag and had all the games that i played and (laughs) he had the super nintendo so i'd go to his house and play you know like Mega Man x and and some of those mario games as well but you know it's just one of those where hindsight i probably would have gotten with the super nintendo but I still uh, am pretty awesome at Mortal Kombat. So I, I think it's, I made the right choice. <laughs> I held out and I got Mortal Kombat 2 for Super Nintendo. And then they decided, all right, here's your blood. You here's your blood, kids. fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's so right. Mortal Kombat it, 2 is my favorite. Because it was supposed to be like sweat, right? They like painted it gray or something in they the original. They painted it gray in the first one, but if you had a game genie, oh, that's right, and you knew the right code, you could turn that sweat back red. But it was like it—it it wasn't perfect. It was weird and all digitized. And... Game genie, now that—that's awesome. The game genies—they were so cool. Did you ever? Did you use it a lot in the game genie? Yeah, I did, but uh, you know, as fun as it is to put the codes that they have listed in there, it's also fun to like change a letter here and there, especially with Super Mario Brothers, because you could get to some crazy, like glitchy levels, which is like, oh, we're <laughs> underwater in a castle at the same time. <laughs> this world doesn't have a number; it's just a picture of a crown because yeah. they ran out of space. That's all we need—just a crown. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So the the basic premise, uh, and, and we'll get to the the shows in a little bit, um, sure. and we'll mention the movie, but uh, just because we have to. But uh, the basic premise is that Bowser, who's the king of Koopas, and they live in Mushroom Land, has uh, he's trying to take over, and he kidnaps Princess Toadstool, which um, was her original North American name, although in Japan she was always Princess Peach, and Mario has to go rescue her. So I assume. You know how he gets here. I assume somehow he found a warp pipe when he was working under <laughs> under the ground in uh, in New York in his own game, and somehow he ended up transported here. I don't know if they ever officially say because uh, there's also a version where a stork brings him to uh, 
Yes, Yoshi's right? Island. Yoshi's Island, yeah. Oh. So I don't know which one it is. Did he grow up there? Is he from New York? I don't know. But uh, or maybe both. Maybe both are true. Moved to New York, or <laughs> yeah, he tried to make it big. There you go. <laughs> Got a job as a carpenter like Harrison Ford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But I assume somehow he he found a pipe that took him to to the Mushroom Kingdom, and uh, he fi- finds Peach, who's usually blonde, but in the cartoon has red hair for some reason. Well, in uh, the older north american artwork for super mario brothers she, she is more of a brunette in a lot of those or i guess she is a redhead in a lot of those hmm. so. so the the being blonde was a retcon then yes well they say blondes have more fun so i get it nope. yeah just do, doing a lot of uh, changes like remember like mario used to have the red overalls in the first That's game, right and they said all right let's give him the blue overalls blue. because it's yeah. easier to draw in the game so yeah yeah and uh the reason for his uh big nose is not because of stereotypical <laughs> well I, I won't go there but it's because they just tried to make his face look more like a face <laughs> with their with their yeah, aphid graphics yeah going back to donkey kong they a, a lot of <laughs> What makes Mario look the way he is was because of graphic limitations. So, yeah, the overall right. just all right. They helped show hand movements a little more. And he's got a mustache because that looked better. And he has a hat because that was easier to animate. Yeah, they wouldn't have to hair. animate his hair so, whenever he jumped. Right. So it's a lot of things like that that make a lot of sense when you think back and look at like Pitfall. And it's just a you got a square as your head. <laughs> Pitfall. I like Pitfall. I love that game. <laughs> that was fun. Well, there yeah. never an end to that game. I never got to any kind of end. Apparently, you can collect all the treasures and it just freezes and you're done. That's how you know you're done <laughs> when the game just like freezes. Early 80s rewards right there. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. No, Donkey Kong was the e. first called. game that, that yeah. had a... St- right. Donkey Kong was the first game that had a story to it. You put in your quarter and you see Donkey Kong climbing up this scaffolding with yeah. this damsel in distress. Pauline. And now you got yeah. a game. Yeah, Pauline. Mm-hmm. Who apparently uh, was also retconned from being Mario's girlfriend to just Mario's friend. So in my own headcanon, they dated, they broke up, it was mutual... And now sure. they're just friends. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Got lost. <laughs> and then she became the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why not? You know, got to grow, got to live. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think there's just, they've expanded everything over the years. They've had the, you know, the original was like the, uh, the super mushroom, the, uh, the one up mushroom. They had the fire flower as well. Yeah. Um, then they just started adding all sorts of things. We get the Tanuki suit as well, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, or raccoon suit, I guess. Um, and both. Which, which, uh, by by the, that's right, we did. By the way, I I did look up what a tanuki was because I had no idea. Apparently, it is a Japanese um, raccoon dog, which is more in the fox family than an actual yeah, yeah. raccoon family. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's interesting. It's I didn't really know that. But yeah, so I mean, then we get the cape. Do you remember the cape? Of course. I remember the cape. The yes. cape was hard to get used to, but then once I got the hang of it, you could like fly <laughs> through entire levels of Super Mario. World. It was, yes, for me, it was very hard to get used to. Um, but it did have a cool little spin thing that you could do. Uh, yep. So I like that. Let's see, the red leaf was right, was what turned you into that the, was the. That gave you the raccoon. That gave you the raccoon. Yeah. Yep. Then you had the full suit. Wasn't there also like a frog suit as well? Frog yes. suit for swimming? Yep. Mm-hmm. What animal swims better than a frog, except maybe right. a fish? I don't know. So, 
works <laughs> but he is jump man so you got to make sure it's a frog so he that's can jump right, right. <laughs> yeah, stick with the brand yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we wouldn't know anything about that here <laughs> yeah uh i mean there's just there's so many different things eventually he gets meets yoshi luigi is introduced and then the second player can be him and then in part two which i think you have like a whole article about don't you mike on super mario 2 Oh, goodness, that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Years and years and years ago, I had an old article about uh, the Japanese version of what we know as Super Mario Brothers 2. It was a game uh, that Nintendo partnered with with Fuji Television, which is a TV station back then. They had these uh, this sort of festival with their mascots in it, and they call it... Uh, it translates to like heart stopping panic or heart pounding panic. It's like doki doki panic. That checks um, out. And yeah. that that's why that's... So they brought it over and they added Mario characters to it instead of this family of mascots for Fuji TV. And that's why Super Mario Brothers 2 is so different. It's so You're different. In this dream yeah. world with Ward and the shy guys and throwing vegetables. That's from this old game. <laughs> shy guy and they kept like so many features of it, like or so many characters of it but they didn't really uh, uh i think you even mentioned that uh, they don't keep wart no wart doesn't get to hang out uh he makes a cameo in a zelda game he makes a cameo in link's awakening but that's it and it almost seems like uh like they kind of merged wart and bowser at least the characteristics to get like bowser as we know him today you know wart's like evil i guess i mean i don't know about bowser being allergic to vegetables but it just seems like or maybe it's just because they're both reptilian they're both oversized they have the crowns they're kings of their respective areas and i don't know it just i always got that feeling like they merged them somehow but maybe they didn't i don't know yeah i remember having a subscription to the nintendo comic system which was uh by valiant comics probably their greatest <laughs> hit to be honest but uh i remember they had like a letters to the editor thing and someone asked in there whatever happened to ward why is bowser commanding characters like shy guys and flurries and stuff from super mario brothers 2 and their answer right. to that was that well i guess we figure that when bowser says jump these uh baddies say how high he's just more he rules with more of an iron fist than ward ever could oh okay the comics answer to it huh okay i'll take it that makes sense yeah i bought it yeah so so bowser is the emperor and ward is yes. just darth vader <laughs> <laughs> well maybe not because i don't think yeah he's maybe father. it's reversed yeah yeah i don't know yeah i'm not sure um <laughs> all maybe What's that? that? Just Darth Maul. You seen that? Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets killed off right away. No big deal. But he survives somehow through his hate. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, and yeah, and then Super Mario Three. I remember from uh, the Wizard. Oh man, yeah. which was awesome. The power glove, though, not realistic. No, <laughs> I had the power glove. My I, we bought the yeah. power glove. I had it for like a week. Decided this sucks. And I we I returned it and I bought Double Dragon to the Revenge. Ooh, and great game! I had that one. Yeah, much much better investment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Power Glove. Yeah. It was a literally. Friend of mine so had the Power Glove. It was it was terrible. It was it was very terrible. Yeah, the one thing that Eight uh, Bit Christmas got super right was uh, <laughs> everybody's reaction <laughs> yep. to the Power Glove. <laughs> In fact, to me, any of them alternate controllers for the NES were terrible. Even like the big 
arcade joystick thing. Oh, see, I liked oh, that yeah. one. I had the, it was called yeah. the Advantage. I yeah. I was good oh, yeah. at that What's in certain the... games. Like for some, like I was better at things like Mega Man Two with that. Oh wow! Just yeah, I, I just, don't know. I just I had the hang of uh, the joystick as opposed to the cross control pad. I mean, it's a it's a great idea because I'd go you know at this time I'd still go to the arcade and play yeah. games with the same sit you know setup basically. But for some reason at the house, I don't know if it's because I'm used to like sitting Indian style on the floor. Playing oh yeah, and okay. And trying to put that on my lap, and I don't know. I used to have a little tyke's picnic table, and I would stand it on its end and put the joystick on top of that. <laughs> nice. And stand up like at the arcade. Nice. It was just at my level, it was done. just tall enough. I should have built a podium. Is what I should have done. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, and you probably could have. You're pretty handy with the uh, tools, so <laughs> I bet even young Todd could have done it. Uh, I don't <laughs> Yeah, and there was something different about an arcade and and playing on a joystick there while you're standing. There's like an energy around the arcade. Even when you're hanging out with friends, you know, it's just it seems more laid back. Like when you're playing video games with friends at your house, even if you're really into it. But in an arcade, there's just you know the music's going. You hear all the different games going. There's just this like frantic feel to it that I always found fun. And so um, whenever I'd play on a joystick, I, I was terrible at home. And like you, Todd, I was I was actually pretty good at an arcade. I was never really great at many video games except for Mega Man and like fighting games. So Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, you know, Fists of Fury, all, all those uh, all those kind <laughs> of the, Fury. Haven't thought about yeah. that in a long time. I was uh, some of those killer instincts. I was below killer average in every in uh, every video game except two. And then on those two, I was completely untouchable. And uh, one was Super Spike Volleyball for the NES. Ooh, oh, I that's a good that one. Yeah. yeah, I was bad at it, but I loved it. That was and a good one. The, and yeah. the other was Joe Montana's football on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> nice. Was it the one where it talks? Yeah, had the play-by-play. Oh, like digitized yeah. Harry yeah. Callis voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. I, I was terrible at every football game except uh, Mutant League football. Oh, I was a Tecmo Super Bowl kid. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's the only ones I was ever good at. The Mutant League hockey, Mutant League football, um, everything else. Uh, well, no, I was pretty good at RBI baseball for Nintendo, but that's about it. My favorite baseball game was for Super Nintendo. It was Ken Griffey Jr. presents oh, Major League Baseball. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. there was a baseball game on uh, the N64 I had where you, you could like create your own team and you know shuffle players around and stuff. And I would like, I always wow. tried to play a 162 game season and I yep. could never get through it. So, <laughs> it was just way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's long. That's long, yeah. man. Long season, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Super Mario has spawn so much i mean i mentioned the movie with bob hoskins and john leguizamo not a great movie nope i like it really i understand yeah i understand it's not a good movie yeah yeah but i've always had a good time watching it like but i do remember (laughs) the first time watching that first trailer i think i was in for one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles movies oh yeah Uh, and this trailer comes on i'm just like what is this 
And I was mixed feelings of excitement yeah. that they're making a Super Mario Brothers movie, but confusion as to what did I just see? <laughs> it's like uh, the Masters of the Universe movie. Yes, I have that exact. Same I was like so jazzed. It's like they're making He Man movie, and then you see it and you're like, oh, was that? I want to yeah. like it so bad. Do I like that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like why? Why yes. take He Man yes. out of Eternia? And I know why now because it's budget. Right. It was Canon Films, but. <laughs> But you know, it's like at the time you're like, I don't get it. Why did they? Why did they create these new characters? Why didn't they just use Merman and and you know some of the Trap Johns, you know Triclops? Mm. It's like why did they create Karg yeah. and all these guys? I just I didn't get my my little what a seven year old eight year old brain just couldn't comprehend. Yeah. And uh, I kind of felt that same way when when Mario was coming out. It, it barely had anything really to do with Mario except that they were brothers. They were plumbers. Koopa was in there. I think uh, Princess Peach <laughs> was in there. Although I think no, her name is something Daisy. else. It was, it was oh, Daisy was it Daisy? After the uh, the Game Boy game. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I haven't seen it in they years. Kinda, so yeah, they, they kind of combined. They used Daisy's name, but it's, it's Princess Toadstool or Peach or whatever. Because her dad, the king, gets turned into this big giant fungus. That's Slime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you know, as, as one does. And yeah. uh, eventually you get back on track. That definitely feels like they had a script and a concept going and they just dropped the Mario characters in there and made this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That, that's happened a lot. It's like <laughs> that's this movie and let's just throw in some IP and yeah. call it a day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're about to get into the actual Christmas of this all, but uh <laughs> yeah i know i keep putting it off I'm, I'm just having so much fun talking about the games what are y'all fe- y'all's feelings about chris pratt as mario and uh the new movie coming out i love chris pratt <laughs> i i mean i love chris pratt and maybe if he's like original andy dwyer oh might, yeah <laughs> it, it, it might it might pull off but i'm sure it'd be fine it's just <sighs> it's so silly Yes, I'm going to watch it. Oh, but for, it's for sure. So yeah. silly. But uh, some of these are like Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I'll watch that. That one, yeah, yeah. that that one was good. I, I'll take Jack that. Jack Black is Bowser. I'll watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I also oh, agreed I mean, with that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely get watched. It's either going to be epically great or such a tragedy that you'll watch it over and over again. It's so bad, <laughs> like so the bad first it's good. One. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Which is funny because like uh, Charles Martinet has done the voice for Mario since what? Since well, since his creation, basically. Uh, not since his no, creation. no, since uh, since what? Ninety two, I think, or some, something like there. that. He it yeah. was for for like a trade show demo. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it's like I mean, we have this guy here. Why not use him? I, I just. He does get a cameo in this, so at least they're throwing him a bone. Like, they're making him a part of this, and so that's going to be part of the joke somehow. We gotcha. Somehow. So All right, I guess. They're not just, like, leaving him behind or whatever. He's actually in the... One thing I thought was cool is he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records um, just because he's played the same character, like, more than any other person, like... <laughs> Well, yeah, in so many different appearances because all he has to mm-hmm. do is record. The, yeah, we can. Yeah, it's uh, it's here officially the most roles performed with the same character. He's got wow. uh, at the time of that uh, record, it was over a hundred, <laughs> which is oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, 
But I mean, hey, let's use him. He's he also does Wario and Waluigi. Why not? Just yeah, missed my calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did send you that thing about how to become a Muppet, uh, <laughs> a Muppeteer. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to help you out. So, the show we mentioned it in beginning uh, in the beginning of the episode in 1989. They had the uh, the Super Mario uh, Super Show. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And then uh, later on, it became uh, with Super Mario World, where they changed the song, which uh, the first song was so good. Why, why change it up? No, it was a different series. They had that, and then they did the, the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon on Saturday mornings. Oh. And then they transitioned that into Super Mario. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Still, it's kind of a bummer. That first one was just such a great song. and it, I, Yeah, no, I got hooked on the brothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not Lou. sure what happened there. And, and not all of the voice actors, like even they got they had to pick a different voice for the princess and Mario mm-hmm. and Luigi are and Mar- all yeah. different voices. But, uh, but Toad stuck around and King Koopa stuck around. I think Koopa's voice is so distinct. Yes. Captain Lou wasn't quite as Captain Louie, I guess, as he had been in other appearances. So I could see how anyone with a voice that's similar uh, could have taken over the role. You do kind of miss it. I, I After watching the other episode and it just it didn't quite feel right. And I don't know if it's just because I've seen so many more of the original super show than I have of the new one or, uh, or what, but it just, it didn't quite sound like Mario to me. No, it was definitely a, a, you had to get used to it. I remember they cause he started with the super Mario brothers three cartoon. And that was the first time I realized, Whoa, this is a different voice. Yeah. So that took some getting used to, but it happens. It does happen. I know Kermit looking at you. <laughs> I still can't, I'm still not used to, and I know it's only been like a couple of things here and there, but I'm still not quite used to the new voice of Kermit yet. But. It's different with Muppets because you have to have someone who can perform the Muppet character. Like you have to be a puppeteer and a voice actor. And yeah. I think Matt Vogel's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean he's he's doing good. It's just it's not the Kermit I'm it, used to. So I just it's taken me a little to bit Steve time. Whitmire after Jim Henson died. <laughs> yeah. We will we, get used to Mac Vogel eventually. If it never takes the rest yeah. of y'all ten years like it did the last time. It took people yeah. so long. Like yeah. we're gonna get used to it. Yeah. And now we go back and we watch them up at Christmas Carol and it's perfect. And it is, perfect. yeah. I mean I, I can't imagine and I love Jim Henson and he's right. he's my Kermit, you know, that's like my Kermit. Sure. But at the same right. time I can't imagine him and and his voice in Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, at at this point, it's it's it is Steve, you know. Wow, and yeah. so so, uh, I know I'll get used to it. But it, it, that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, we're talking. Was, we're talking Mario right now. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have Captain Lou. We have Danny Wells as Luigi. None of these guys really rang a bell to me, except for again for for you know Mister Wrestler over there. What about y'all? <laughs> well, I, going back, I know a few. Like Harvey Atkin as Bowser, I've heard his voice in other cartoons. I used to watch this cartoon after school called Stunt Dogs about these stunt performers, and there was a bad guy in that show who was also voiced by Harvey <laughs> Atkin using the same grovelly voice. Yeah. And the first time I saw him, I was like, hey, wait a minute. That, that <laughs> might have been the only reason why I watched that show, because I recognized a voice on it. 
And then uh, Toad is voiced by John Stalker, who's done a number of things. But I recognize him most, other than this, as uh, a voice in the Care Bears family. He's he's Mr. Beastly. Oh, was he on Dinosaurs? His voice sounded very much like uh, the, uh, the the Ankylosaurus. I think I think you're right. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, again. I thought I heard a gummy ver- gummy bear's voice in one of the episodes we watched too, but I couldn't. Uh, might have been. Could be. Yeah, John Stalker is uh Ankylo. And that's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Ankylo, nice. excuse me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just found. I just found out that uh, Dinosaurs had a Christmas episode, so I'm. I'm down. Oh, re- ready to do that. Right. <laughs> The stego claws. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm excited I, to cover I, that one. <laughs> oh, good. I'll get back. Uh, you getting Sean Robert for that? I haven't yet, but uh, uh, he, he's a good. He's going to be a good get for that. So. Okay, I'll I'll ask I him. Bet. Yeah, I've got him uh, coming on to record on um, Leprechaun's Christmas Gold because I know yeah. I know it's one of his favorites. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk that one. Good. But yeah, so uh, other than really for me, I, again, uh, I didn't really notice him except when I heard Ugdar's voice this time. And, and I was like, wait, that guy sounds like the guy from the Dinosaurs. But other than that, most of the voices I, I, I really don't have any connection to. You know, it's not like a Frank Welker or a Don Messick or anybody that's in everything, you know, or a yeah, strong even, you know. Obscure. Yeah, yeah, definitely much more. But let's talk Koopa Claws. Koopa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was from October 23rd, 1989. And this one was, uh, this was a fun one. I like this one. Uh, I like it more than the other one. That's for sure. I don't know about y'all. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Right on. Okay. I dig it. If we want to break it down in a nutshell and, and I realize we're, we're running low on time here, so we'll kind of just run through these pretty quickly here. But uh, in a nutshell, King Koopa tries to bomb the Santa's workshop and uh, take his toys and replace them with like broken toys. And so Mario and peach and toad and Luigi, who just kind of happened to be there (laughs) just because just coincidentally, I took uh, a wrong turn at Albuquerque. (laughs) Exactly. They literally dig up into the North pole bugs, bunny, bugs, bunny style. Yeah. And Mario's (laughs) dressed in this like Hawaiian shirt and a straw hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> and never changes it throughout the episode when he's at the North Pole. He's dressed for a Hawaiian vacation. You know, I figure maybe he had a bite of fire flower and uh, it just kind of warmed him up inside. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but there's like a lot of funny bits in this. Uh, in this, So like <laughs> when Koopa takes Santa, uh, he ends up uh, using him as a sled in one part. So I, I really laughed at <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d- I haven't seen Santa abused as much in a, in a cartoon or film as I've seen in this. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a strange one. So Koopa, as he's loading up all his stuff and a bunch of bombs, you know, and I guess they're ice bombs that he's going to use uh, to to bomb to freeze the North Pole. <laughs> 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 well, we never said Koopa was like the sharpest pencil in the box. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's like his plan. And I do like the bit about the uh, Randolph, the red nosed triclide. <laughs> yeah, that was good. He's got like a bicycle handles as antlers. And, <laughs> all of the heads, doesn't it? All right? three of his heads. All three of the heads. And they all have the nose as well. Yep. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they like take off. And as we said, they just kind of 
somehow managed uh, to wind up at the North Pole, Mario and, and gang. And that's when they noticed that uh, something's not quite right. They, they were only five. Yeah, miles they were five miles. So. But I mean, still, that's 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 a long <laughs> way from Hawaii land. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. Which made me wonder, is Hawaii land like Hawaii or is that like Hawaii land? Is that like some sort of mirror reflection in this mushroom kingdom? I think that's what they're going with. They go, they've gone a lot of places like that. There was like a Zorro type episode where I forget what it was called, but it was like Mexico adjacent. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite like, like, like Mexico <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just funny that how they they do these things, and then the north, but the North Pole is here. Yeah, this it's the legit North Pole. It is the North Pole, yeah. so maybe that's why whenever explorers go to the North Pole, they can't find it because it's actually not really in our world. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a stretch. You know, I'm sorry. Have, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I didn't realize Mario was so good at like math because it's like they uh, flew over him while they were at Hawaii Land, and then he calculated that he's heading to the North Pole just by on his trajectory of flight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, he he is a doctor and an archaeologist. That's so. true. That is true. We forgot he is a video. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's right. We forgot rule number one. Yeah. <laughs> but apologize. it's Christmas Eve. So first of all, why are they going on the Hawaiian vacation on Christmas Eve? But I would. Would you? I don't think yeah. I would. Huh? See, Bab that just did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had some cool pictures though with the uh, Kermit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But so, secondly, I mean, Toad is like, "Hey, we're by Santa. Let's go get some presents." And then Toad has like a legit arc in this whole thing. Yes, Toad is yeah. the uh, boy. Do I love presents? Character. We're going for that trope oh, here, <laughs> and oh my goodness, just through the whole thing, he's got to like correct himself. Just like I love presents. Oh. What's Christmas without presents? Oh, oh, Aunt Santa. Aunt Santa, yeah. Let's let's go save those presents. Aunt Santa. It was very, uh, it was laid on thick for sure. Yeah, he's definitely like orcoing it. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. When I was watching this with my nine year old, and she's like, come on. (laughs) Smart kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so much so that like Princess Peach has to like, like give him her, her present early you know she's like fine here's your present and he's like oh you know it's a snowboard and <laughs> he's so excited it's awesome you know and which you know spoiler alert comes in later anyway so so they go they see that you know everything's kind of frozen and uh koopa's there and there's a whole thing so they come up with this plan and i love this plan because Mario's makes Luigi do everything. I don't know if you noticed. He's like, he's like, go over there, grab that, toss it over here. He's like, what this? He's like, okay, we'll bring it over here. And then, all right, he picks him up. He's like, okay, don't jump on that. Like Mario does nothing in it except come up with the plan. <laughs> but you know, that's what Big Brothers are for. His mind's racing. He's yeah. got. That's how he's got to communicate. All right, get get jump on the teeter totter. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> and you made a point about uh, teeter totter. I was also seesaw. That's how I. Oh, okay. That's how I learned it. <laughs> so, you're a teeter totter guy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, anyway, so he 
basically it's like a catapult i guess yes. <laughs> and so they they get this big block of ice to to hit koopa in his you know faux sleigh and they they make no plan about how to get santa like how to save him or anything luckily koopa uses his bag as koopa. like some sort of parachute and and manages to like slow their fall so that they don't die from this these heights yeah <laughs> Like that cape. Yeah, Koopa could just not grab the hold of Santa and it's been the end of the right? whole thing. But yeah. yeah. So then uh and this is the part that I like. They're like, all right, now we gotta go catch him. And like it's just him, Koopa rutted, and then using Santa as a sled. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's riding on his back like <laughs> belly whopping frosty the snowman. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> it's like, oh poor Santa. <laughs> right <laughs> man uh but how did i forgot how they uh how they catch him um because they run into some flirt some uh flurries isn't it at one point yeah uh-huh. but how do they how do they end yeah. up catching how do they end up stopping koopa uh koopa's screaming at the at that mountain oh that's what it was that's yeah, right yeah the avalanche, avalanche yeah. Santa off because he's gotta let everybody and... know that christmas is a bomb coop christmas Christmas is a bomb coop, a bomb coop, a bomb coop. Yeah, <laughs> I may or may not be doing that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then Mario uses his uh, plumber snake to lasso Santa out of harm's way. So <laughs> right. I don't know. That's kind of suspect to me. I don't know if I'd be grabbing that thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's terrible. Put that just... plumber snake in the game. <laughs> right? That would have been cool. That would have been like super Indiana cool. Jones in the cartoon. Yeah, or like uh, Castlevania, that, the whip. The whip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another game I want. I, oh, so good. I loved Castlevania. But yeah, you're right. So he causes an avalanche. Mario saves uh, Santa. Then Koopa's like, what about me? <laughs> And like he actually has the nerve to it's like just jump off the <laughs> well he doesn't even say anything he mimes it which i like he just yeah. goes... <laughs> and so koopa's like you gotta be kidding me but eventually he does <laughs> oh but unfortunately the north pole is still frozen so there's not enough time nobody's gonna get their presents and toad is just like yeah what i got my present i'm all good <laughs> he has no clue until peach is like or he says why santa sad and peach has to explain yeah you got your present nobody else is going to get theirs and then in a true selfless moment (laughs) yeah toad decides to give santa his uh his board and says at least you can give one present out and santa strangely says it's the uh like the most giving loving moment he's ever experienced in, in in the history of christmas apparently really santa <laughs> there's that's a yeah i, I don't You've know if i buy that a long time santa <laughs> maybe he just wanted to make toad feel better about himself <laughs> I don't know. he's a saint he's trying to teach the whole leave the 99 sheep to celebrate the return of one there you go i like that <laughs> So um, apparently that selfless act 
fills Santa with so much Christmas spirit. It warms his heart and soul, I guess, so much that uh, it completely melts the North Pole. Yeah. And so then they're able to take off uh, and everything's fine. You know, they, they get to go with him and deliver presents and, you know, all that. Now, this thing is bookended. And this was my favorite part. Uh, yeah, I like Mario. I like I liked it all. But my favorite part was actually the live action segments, which if you're watching it on Tubi, by the way, is not the correct live action part. Right. <laughs> so just an FYI, it's it, on that one. It's from the uh, the other episode, like little little ones or something like that. And so uh, it's not the right one. The correct one is where Mario and Luigi. It's Christmas Eve. No, 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 no. The Tubi one is correct. Excuse me. Oh, they is have, it really? Yeah. So they oh. they're actually there's a live action Christmas segment. In right. one episode, and this Koopa Claws episode is in a different. <laughs> episode. Oh, I see. Why so, wouldn't they put it on the same one? I don't know, but <laughs> someone on YouTube did a yes, few years ago. I did and see so that. Yeah. I cheated in my episode of the Advent Calendar House and just covered both halves of that. Oh, okay. Well, that's what we'll do because good. It's uh the other one. It's it's about a little boy that runs away, and then they have to convince him. Right that his parents love him all that stuff mm-hmm. you know the usual um no no in this one Mar- it's christmas eve and mario and luigi get a visitor in their brooklyn apartment that is such it a is. cool looking apartment yeah i don't know if i buy that that's really a, a brooklyn apartment <laughs> i mean i've never been to brooklyn but it mm-hmm. just from all the movies i've seen it just seems big to well, me it's also their like it's a work site it's, well that's it's true office the rent's got to be expensive on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he gets a lot of coins from those uh, question boxes. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, but they get a visitor, and it's a, a Santa Claus-looking guy named Nick, but he's just wearing, like, red uh, long johns. Yeah. And- <laughs> well, New York, so. <laughs> Take that, Anthony. No, uh- <laughs> it's Flatbush Santa. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So you can tell he's clearly something has happened to him. And so uh, they take him in. Uh, Luigi goes out to look for his stuff. And Mario ends up feeding him like the dinner that they were going to eat. But Mario is so nice. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm full. You eat mine, too. And, you know, he, yeah. he kind of feeds this guy. He's just Mario's such a good guy. And Luigi comes, you know, he's like, well, what about your brother? He's like, oh, no, he's full also. He's, you know, we're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes in, he's like, oh, I'm starving. And <laughs> I like that bit. But anyway, in the end, it midnight dings. I don't know who has a clock like that, but that's a cool alarm clock. That it's like, it's oh, midnight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's midnight. It's, midnight. it's yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Remind me of Buster Poindexter hanging out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I Now I want like a Buster Poindexter uh, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Let's combine oh, the two. <laughs> that, oh, now I need that. Get out of here, Chris Pratt. Get Buster yeah. Poindexter in here to play <laughs> Mario. That would be cool. <laughs> it's a me. I'm the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So they give him, they end up giving Nick their presents because they, you know, he doesn't have anything. It's a pair of boots and a wrench that they were going to give each other. Very gift of the Magi kind of thing. Where right. Cause he's like, where are your boots? Things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, very Christmas. Oh, Henry. Anyway, yeah. so uh, eventually it's like the next, 
I guess it's Christmas Day later on. They discover that uh, the cops found his stuff and they their original gifts to each other. It's still there under the tree. Just remember no, it's, the it's the gifts that they gave to oh, each other a, and they yeah. gave a little card and it signed yeah. SC. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, the yeah. card. Yeah. And they're like, SC, I thought his name was Nick. Yeah. And then they see the those terrible reindeer (laughs) (laughs) terrible little puppet cut out in the window it's so bad red nose oh yeah it's great uh i loved them in their pajamas that was fun yeah (laughs) seeing them in their pajamas yeah with their little nightcaps (laughs) (laughs) and now like that's how i wanted i want to picture mario and luigi like all the time now just uh, (laughs) as buster poindexter in those pajamas (laughs) (laughs) I think at the end of uh, Mario 2, you see Mario kind of sleeping in a nightcap. I think so. we do, yeah. That tracks. Yep, yep, checks out. Nightcaps. Well, especially since so much from the show was like borrowed from Mario 2. I mean, I, that definitely makes sense. There you go. Yeah. Anybody have any experience with a nightcap? I do no. not. I, mean, I have a heater. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. And I, I can't sleep in like pajama pants. I can't. It's I get too hot. So I have to wear shorts when I sleep. It's just one of those things. But I could go either way. That's cool. But like you said, I have a heater. So right. it's, it's usually <laughs> shorts for me. No, no experience with the nightcap, but I do have experience with uh, cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but that's my sag and I'm sticking to it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so the second episode is uh, it, it's from that other show, the Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World that, that you were talking about. Uh, say actually came from the Super Mario three. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this one, they introduce uh, well, not introduce. He'd already been around, but they, they feature prominently Ugtar. Which, uh, ba- by the way, Ugtar backwards is Ratku, just so in case you're wondering. Yeah. Oh, of course. They're in dinosaur land. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I don't know if that's, is that just like another place in the whole Mushroom Kingdom world? I, I have no idea. Is this like a whole other dimension? Like, I have so many I questions. Know. I do, too. Yeah, I, I think the way they explained it in the manual for Super Mario World was that they were going on vacation to dinosaur land. And then, up oh, here's Bowser. <laughs> kidnapping the princess again while they're on vacation how do they decide which like reptiles are like just reptiles and how are like the other ones are sentient <laughs> Sent- <It's> like <laughs> if there's no rhyme or reason to it they're all sentient the clouds have eyes the t- <laughs> everything we thought i spotted everything a trend little eyeballs Got the orange rancor monster in the pit, though. That's (laughs) (laughs) well, and then doesn't uh, doesn't Mario use like some sort of creature as like a wrench to to pry those bars to bend the bars? Yeah, (laughs) very Flintstones. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely very Flintstones. Yeah, Yoshi's hyper intelligent because he's got a saddle. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's like I, I guess their version of clothes. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like the the Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse role. If they're wearing clothes, they can talk. There it is. No, poor Pluto. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have opposable thumbs. No, he really doesn't. Yeah. So he got the short end of the stick on that evolutionary scale. Yep. But uh, so in this one, it's the middle of August, and uh, it's 
just everyone's fighting, especially Yoshi and Ugdar. They're fighting over ribs, fighting over corn, fighting over everything. And it's kind of spilling out. So they get the idea to, you know what? Everybody's nice around Christmas and the holidays. Let's just celebrate Christmas. And I like how Luigi's like, hey, you know, it's like August, right? <laughs> Mario's like, hey, they don't know that here. And so... <laughs> <laughs> this is the exact plot of the Back to the Future cartoon episode, except instead of uh, celebrating Christmas where they are, they go back to Dickens era 1845. Back. Which, by the way, uh, I just dropped when this airs. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they decide to have Cave Christmas. Cave uh-huh. Christmas. Merry Cave Christmas. Cave Christmas. What that? It's a day when everyone's nice to each other. Ugga boring, man. And so they tell him about Santa Claus, and Ugdar's not impressed that you got to be good. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. like, like <laughs> good boys. He even says something like, uh, like Ugga bummer or something like that. Ugga <laughs> bummer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but of course, Bowser being Bowser, uh, he and Bully, I guess, is his son's name in this. Yeah, so when they, Bowser Jr. I don't when know when they were developing the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon, uh-huh. they didn't have all the Koopalings named yet. Mm. So they just kind of went by the drawings, gave them names and character traits, and gotcha. then later uh, Nintendo like just decided to give all of the Koopalings names after rock stars and people. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't that up, but whatever. <laughs> But, you know, they're not really Bowser's children anyway, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Bowser Jr., I'm going to say, um, is nicknamed Bully, just for continuity Bully. sake. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Roy for those of you who uh, <laughs> know know them in their games and in Mario Kart. This is Roy with the sunglasses and the purple head. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> he, they're eavesdropping, and he's like, you know, all right, well, let's take all their stuff. And <laughs> so that's like their plan. They're just going to take their stuff. Ugdar, though, doesn't like this whole being good thing, so he wants to go take the presents first, and he <laughs> ends up getting caught when Bowser and his son take the presents back to their castle. So then it's a matter of uh, Mario having to rescue him. And I like how he's dressed. Uh, he's got the beard and the hat, and he's supposed to be Santa. I just thought that was a nice touch, but he rides Yoshi to the castle, get in and manage to free him. And in the end, I like how, uh, and yes, there was a little, <laughs> a little piece where Ugdar was going to be fed to like some sort of orange dino. Uh, that's the, the, <laughs> the, the rancor the you're rancor. talking about. The rancor. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it would be, what a rancor would be called in like Mario world. Because oh, <laughs> they all have, like a Yoshi. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so that uh, Blarg, I think it's the lava monster in those. Oh, games. yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so they managed to save him uh, using the cape, which I liked as well. A nice little reference. And I liked how Mario actually broke the question mark, you know, the, the question boxes. So that was kind of mm-hmm. cool, too. And while I don't know if you noticed, but while he's running away, there's actually a song that's kind of like a parody of uh, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Yeah, something like yeah. "Rocking with Sleigh Bells." With Sleigh Bells, yeah. yeah, "Rocking with the Sleigh Bells" the whole night through. Nothing could be nicer than being with you. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the lamest lyrics ever. Well, you know, in that, that that first episode we talked about, they had Bobby Helms' uh, "Jingle Bell Rock." They play. did, Th- uh, yeah. But then, 
in reruns, I remember they couldn't right. use those. They they lost the rights to using those songs, so it was yeah. like the same little instrumental track in every episode. <laughs> and then they used that same track in all the Captain N episodes because they ran into the same problem there. And it was weird, but I just, I have that memory in my brain. It's just like, oh, here we go. Here it's the song's called Mega Move. Yeah. And it has to, it's, it's uh, basically more expensive to buy yes. rights, uh, TV yeah. rights, especially when it's going to be something that's going to be run in syndication. Yes. Right. And so there's a whole lot of that going on. So, like in Knight Rider, they bought the rights to the song, but not like the rights to the original songs because that's more expensive. So then they have like cover bands and studio bands playing them. Yeah. Now they, they do really good. They, they get really close to the, the actual, like what it sounds like, but it's not, you know, it's not really yes. Singing over owner of a lonely heart, you know, <laughs> in Knight Rider. So <laughs> this is something similar. Same, same thing with like uh, the Muppets, um, um, the Muppet family Christmas where, you yep. know, they have to cut out a lot of that just because of rights. But by the time they get to this cartoon, they got wise and was like, all right, let's have the, Actors doing the coupling voices sing parody songs. Yeah, yeah. So let's save save some money there. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, with the with the cape, Mario ends up freeing uh, Ugdar. They go through a a warp tube, and uh, and I like how in the end, you know, Ugdar is like, I you know, I don't need any. Thanks for saving me. That's all the present I need, Santa. As he's going to sleep, of course, he does say, well, you know, if Santa wants to leave me a present, <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> so we get that classic little bit there. And of course he does. <laughs> and then when he sees Mario asleep, he's, he thinks that Santa forgot to give Mario a present. And so he drops off a present for so Mario. He gives himself. Yeah. yeah. It's all nice. <laughs> yeah. What do you all think of these episodes? Uh, are they part of your Christmas canon? Koopa Claus is. Koopa Claus, yeah. Not so much this one, because I don't have the same strong memory of it, but I watched Koopa Claus and, and the uh, the other segment with Captain Lou and Danny Wells so often that, yeah, I watch, not every year, but right, it's fun right. to come back to. Nice. What about you, yeah. Todd? Uh, I think this might actually be the first time I've seen any of these, because by the time Mario became a, a cartoon and stuff, I was kind of at the age where I wasn't watching that a whole lot. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, things and you know, that's kind of like pre-teenager. So it was right. like I, I'd watch it, but not really watch it kind of, kind of thing. And, but I tell you what, the live action bit with the, with the Nick and as goofy as that was, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. it was longer. I do yeah. too. I I would have yeah. loved to have seen just a show of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even like the 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 the, the crazy reindeer that come across. They even had like the red glow on the front one for the for Rudolph and stuff. And it's just like, like I said, as corny and cheesy as it was, I just really enjoyed it. And and I I agree. I think from now on, uh, I remember Koopa Claus. It was never um, in my canon, but now that I've like really dived into it, I think it's definitely going to be from now on. I think I'm gonna gonna catch that now uh as far as the games go so they actually have three of the top five best-selling games uh which i thought was really cool so it's super mario brothers uh number two is duck hunt and the best-selling games uh, super mario brothers the original has sold over 50 million copies which is just crazy super mario brothers 3 was ranked third then tetris was fourth and then super mario brothers 2 the u.s version or i guess international version uh was ranked fifth so i mean out of like the top five best-selling nintendo games 
they have three of them. And that says quite a bit for just the Mario franchise in general. I'm not surprised. Uh, well, especially with the first one, it helps to pack it into the game, into the system. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's number one and Duck Hunt's number two. That's but right. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> I remember the hype around that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. I remember that yeah. first commercial for it. It's just a bunch of it's like a crowd of people across the globe chanting Mario, Mario. And I remember that different yeah. color yeah. shirts. And then when you zoom out on the planet Earth, and it's like a face of it's Mario's face with all yeah. these people in in different colored sweatshirts. Uh, but that was that was real. That was how we all felt. Like everybody was mm-hmm. waiting for that game, and then we saw it in The Wizard, and that's the only reason anyone even went to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a fun movie, but that's the only reason anyone ever watched it. I agree. Yeah, that's why I wanted because uh, the power gloves in it. I gotta I gotta watch this, and then Mario <laughs> three. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. all in, all in. Yep. Of course, uh, we know how the power glove turned out, but Mario three was like a fun game. Yeah. I really liked Mario three. Oh yeah. Still yeah. one of my very favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. So it sold uh, 58 million copies, Super Mario wow. Brothers, which is just unbelievable. Mario Kart 8 sold. It's the next uh, highest up. It's actually um, sold 47,200,000 copies, which is, again, quite an achievement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do got to know, guys. Um, you know, what would you say would be like your hap, hap, happiest memory or moment of uh, Mario? I mentioned that my dad got the NES as a gift. The Super Nintendo was a gift for me one Christmas when I was 11. So I, I remember that pretty vividly waking up. And there's the big Super NES box. We got Super Mario World packed into it. And I also got Super Castlevania 4 was the Ooh. other game I got that Christmas <laughs> morning. So-, so we played a lot of that. That is my favorite Castlevania game to this day. Nice. That was a fun Christmas morning. Yeah. Oh, I remember Christmas um, 1996. I got the uh, N64 for Christmas that year uh, with Mario 64. And I thought, man, I'm going to have a a lot of fun playing this game. And and, uh, and I I kind of, you know, plugged it up. By that time, I, you know, I was working and and had a semester and a half of college behind me or something. And, and, uh, you know, so I plugged it up in the, in, uh, the TV in my room and didn't really play it a lot. And so I was at a uh, a church party for New Year's going from 96 to 97, and we were playing basketball. And I blew out my knee and Oof. had to be, uh, had to have it in this brace and couldn't move for six weeks. And so I sat there and just destroyed Mario 64 <laughs> in those six weeks. And, even though my leg was hurting and I had to have it propped up and stuff, I just had a blast because I had no reason to do anything else. And, and <laughs> used to get out of any kind of chore or work or anything. And, and awesome. I, I remember my sister brought home a, a magazine that showed where all like 120 stars were oh, wow. in that game. Yep. And, 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 and within that six weeks, I had them all had the game beat, just kind of knew my way around back and forth. And, and so it, Mario helped turn what could have been just a just a, a bummer of a situation into one that I, I look back on fondly. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. For me, it's also when my dad brought home the Nintendo for the first time. It was it was in the evening. It was around uh, six o'clock because we had just eaten dinner. I'll never forget we we're playing it. And my happiest moment, as weird as it is, is the very first time I jumped and got the very top of the flag. 
Uh, yeah. You know, like you got to you run and you, you jump and you get the flag and it's just, you know, mm-hmm. however many points. But like the very first time you, I got that flag was just like, whoa, I made it to the very top. Look how many points I got. I mean, <laughs> it was like it was just like just blew my mind that you could do that because before then it was like the first few times that we had tried it. Uh, we would just jump from the bottom and, and you know, I was like, oh, I, I made it a little higher this time. But, you know, you, you, you don't really get that much. And uh, I mean, it was it was cool. I, I, I was like so proud of myself and everyone was like, Whoa. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And it had to be like 87 or maybe 88, uh, when it happened, but it was, it was just one of those memories that it's like, I, I don't really remember what day it was. I don't really remember, you know, what time of year it was. I just remember playing the game and getting that flag. And that was cool. So that was, that was pretty exciting for me. <laughs> You know, but now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little bit I like to call gag me with the spoon. Here so we go. this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part. And uh, I almost picked everything that Ugdar says. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I decided to, to go with something else. But as a guest, I'll let you all go first. And uh, it can be anything. So after you. All right. Well, there was a few parts I, I, I had, but when... Mario had bent the, the bars to get in the castle to save uh, Ugtar. <laughs> he got stuck. And all I could say was push Santa push. And then Yoshi backs up and goes, where do you push Santa? <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's right. Yeah. That's our show. <laughs> Welcome to Totally Rad After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's that's not a great line there. (laughs) I went with a line from Koopa Claus where uh, they're trying to follow King Koopa and Santa into this dark cave, and Luigi says, it sure looks dark in there. And the princess says, the whole world would look pretty dark without Christmas. And Toad responds, yeah, what's Christmas without presents? And Santa. <laughs> that was so good. That was, good. <laughs> that was like super... ready coming. <laughs> that, that, that I didn't was... want to tear my voice. Yeah, I didn't want to tear my voice up trying to yell bah hum coop. So I'll let you yep. have that. Yep, that, that's gonna be me right now. <laughs> so this was just it was one of those lines, it's like really? I mean, that's <laughs> it's like the most forced thing. It's so awful. it's Koopa and he goes. <clears throat> Excuse me here. I'm going to try. Christmas? Christmas is a bahum coop. A bahum coop. Bahum coop. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, man. There were quite a few lines that weren't great, but you know, it's written for kids. So it is what it is. <laughs> but I do have to know you know, G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you guys think the other half is? Realizing that trying to freeze the North Pole doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what about you, Todd? Uh, keep your plumber's snake at a uh, arm's length away. <laughs> <laughs> I, those, those are both better than mine. Uh, so knowing is half the battle. The other half is just getting better security at the North Pole. There it is. <laughs> man. Koopa just froze that whole thing. Oh, man. Uh, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, before you plug your shows, 
Favorite Mario character? Oh, jeez. Donkey Kong. Nice. Because <laughs> I, I, Mario Kart, I was always Donkey Kong, and I bonded with Donkey Kong. It's a Mario <laughs> Kart, so. I have a soft spot for Wario. I just like, I just like listening to him. He's just goofy sounding with that voice. He's just like, I'm a Wario. I'm a gonna win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always been uh, like just straight up Mario, but lately I'm really digging Yoshi. Like Yoshi's my guy now. I kind of, yeah. I, I like being Yoshi in anything. So, uh, and and my three-year-old's like the dinosaur. It's like, yes, he's a oh, dinosaur. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of am, uh, have a soft spot now for Yoshi as well, but you know, enough about me. Let's talk about your shows. What do you guys want to plug? Oh, uh, I have the podcast YouTube channel, Christmas Clatter, where we uh, celebrate everything that makes Christmas special. And check us out. The easiest way to find us is just to go to christmasclatter.com, and that will take you wherever you want to go. Right on. Uh, Well, the Advent Calendar House is in the middle of a long winter's nap at the moment, but I dropped my (laughs) 100th episode this past Christmas Eve. You can check out all of those at adventcalendar.house. If you want to say hi to me, I am on Twitter at fallwestmike. Which, by the way, I still couldn't believe like two of your guests had never seen your hundredth episode. You know, ac- the actual show. I was like, wait, what? This is something we watch like every Christmas. Yeah, we did. We did Santa Claus is coming to town for right. episode one hundred. I've been saving it for that. Yeah. Uh, and and my friend Joey had never seen it, and I didn't realize it when <laughs> I chose him. I just chose him. just like, well, you've been on the most of these. Come on, on. He's- Tells me he'd never seen it before. So yeah, it blew me away too. But we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was a great episode. I loved it. Uh, I just it was just one of those like, wait, what? People people didn't know that this was on every year. That just kind of blew my mind. Um, but definitely go check out both those shows. They're my favorites. The guys are amazing. Todd and Mike. Yeah, thanks. I know we've thank never you. met in person, but you guys are some of my best friends. So thank you for uh, for coming on and talking Mario with me. Well, it's an honor a pleasure. Yes, sir. And. On that note, I'm going to end it by saying, I didn't get to ruin Christmas. The Mario Brothers beat me again, and I'm floating away on an iceberg. What else can go wrong? Well, you can check us out on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas and Twitter at Rad Christmas. And if you're feeling like Toad warming Santa's heart, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, totallyradchristmas.com, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Mario Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Later, dudes. Are you tired of not being able to fit your eight-hour VHS tape full of holiday specials into your car stereo? So was I, till I discovered the Advent Calendar House. It's a podcast, you know, on the internet. They talk about all your favorite holiday specials. I'm the most important part, because I'm the Christmas toy. From the must-watch Christmas classics... Ah, humbug. ...to the lost treasures at the bottom of the bargain bin. I'm Olive! I'm the other reindeer! Now I don't have to hook up a VCR to my car battery anymore. Thanks, Advent Calendar House! Visit adventcalendar.house now to download your first episode free! And all the other ones free. It's a free podcast. Just go listen. Gadgets, toys, greed, avarice. I love it. Hello, this is Todd Killiam from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? Maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter. 
a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day.